Today on Bruce Springsteen Sings the Alphabet, Thundercrack! Bruce Springsteen sings the alphabet. It's the podcast where we talk about every Bruce Springsteen song in alphabetical order one by one. My name's Rob Carmack, and over here, all the way from Australia, uh, is J.B. Clark. How you doing, J.B.? I am good. How are you doing? I'm doing good! Sorry. We're making a lot of AC- we're making a lot of ACDC references off air, and I didn't- We've been, yeah, we've, we've just been doing ACDC. Uh, versions of the Thundercrack lyrics yeah. for 10 minutes. Yeah. So. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> that could actually work. That was so good. That was so good. You should be the lead singer of every cover band. That blew my throat out. I could I could maybe be I could be an ACDC tribute band lead singer for literally 20 seconds and then I'd be like I'm sorry guys I'm done. I can't, I can't do it anymore. I'm out. And you're doing the Bruce cover band. Yeah. No, at that point, it's a Tom Waits cover band. I'm going to get you, Tom Waits. You're sort of tired and smoked an entire pack of Marble Reds and got on the stage and called it art. So, anyway, the song the we're talking about today, Jamie, <laughs> is Thundercrack. And uh, this song comes from the 1998 box set Tracks. Tracks! You just said. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I thought you said Thunderstruck. No, I said Thunderstruck. That's very correct. <laughs> I said right. All right. Yes, it comes from it comes from the box set. Tracks. <laughs> we're gonna have to do. My kids are asleep in the next oh, room, man. or they were. And uh, anyway, so this song it's gonna be hard to it's gonna be hard to pivot away from ACDC at this point because we're I think we're your kids just woke up and looked at each other and they were like, "Did you have a nightmare about being on the highway to hell?" They were like, "What the hell?" Was that? <laughs> Oh, Dad's recording his podcast. I must be doing an ACDC impression uh, again. Must be doing that stupid Angus Young impression again. They're they're just on the cusp of like any day now. They're gonna stop thinking I'm funny. So like I'm, it's it's gonna be one of the. They're gonna wake up being like, Ugh. anyway. So yeah. uh, this song, like you said, or like I said, came like we both said it at this point. Came from the 1990 box set tracks, which means it's an outtake from a previous recording. Which previous recording, you ask? Glad you asked. I'll tell you. It's from the June 28, 1973 recording sessions, uh, which were the recording sessions for the album The Wild, The Innocent, The E Street Shuffle. So this was a song considered right. for that album, which is correct. That is, uh, if you were going to ask yourself which... Yes, it is correct. <laughs> yeah, that's the correct album for this song to have been considered for. This I, I cannot imagine the song having been considered for any other Bruce Springsteen album. Not because it's not good, but because that album has a very specific sensibility to it, which is like very long songs that meander to lots of different musical places and are very pleasing to the ear, but also are in no hurry to be done. Yeah, they like don't necessarily make sense, but they don't. At the end of it, you're kind of like, but who makes sense? Do we need to make sense anymore? Yeah, this is in the Kitty's Back family of songs. It's like, in yeah. the, I don't know what he's saying, but I like it. So, th- yeah, this song, like I said, was recorded June 28, 1973. Uh, this was at the live shows, from what I've read. The song was the typical kind of Springsteen showstopper. In fact, uh, th- this was this was the song that yes. Bruce was doing to kind of like bring the whole show to a close until that fateful day when Bruce wrote a little song called Rosalita. 
And even though even though the yep. song was never released on an album, this song this this sort of was a fan favorite for the local Jersey crowd, for the people who who really followed Bruce around. So this song did not see the light of day on an album until Tracks in 1998. But the people who'd been following Bruce for a long time knew this song. This is one of those. Yeah. Songs. So yeah. So he he told Mark Hagen in uh, Mojo Magazine. He said it was a showstopper. It ended three or four different times. You didn't know where it was going to go. It was just a big epic show ender that was meant to leave the audience gasping a little bit for their breath. Yeah. And, that, I mean, and that's what it does. It does. And then sure. he goes on to say it was meant to make you nuts. And that's why I wanted to get that song on this record. And didn't. He didn't. No. <laughs> I, 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 you know, there was room for it, you know? Well, I guess they were all super long and the no, record's pretty cool, but. Yeah, there's not. I mean, time wise, there's not room for it. Like, if you look at the track yeah. list, you're like seven songs. He's like, let's. But no, like all those songs are super long. If it, if it would have been the CD days, then yes, there was room for for it. But oh yeah, there was not room on the vinyl. It's cool, man. Yeah, in in fact, he specifically wrote this song as you sort of mentioned. He he specifically wrote this song with the live show in mind, which I think is probably the case for a lot of the material on that album. Like I I you could make that case probably for the E Street Shuffle and Rosalita and, yeah. uh, and, and, and a few other songs that Bruce would put out earlier. And, and so, like he, he's writing specifically so that when he does the live show, that people will just like lose their, like exactly what you just said, like completely lose their minds. And Bruce, I, I think probably one of the reasons that he never put it on an album is that he always felt like this song was unfinished. And that, that's something he would yeah. describe later. In fact, uh, Vinny Lopez came back into the studio to add some overdubs for the tracks remaster in 1998. So when you're listening to this song, that's Vinny Lopez playing the drums, but not Vinny Lopez circa 1973. That's Vinny Lopez 1998 playing on the... Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, you know, that he, he well, was so and, committed to the... I mean, that's what Bruce goes back and said. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead, yeah. No, 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 you go ahead. Well, no, yeah, that's super cool that that's, like, Vinny Lopez came back and... And I love that he got Vinny to play it because, like, this is this is a very Vinny Lopez song. It's, it had to be him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, in the same way uh, Kitty's back is. Like, it's, it's, it's very, very loose. Well, and he said uh, when he went back and listened, he said it was one of the few songs that was actually finished when I went and found it. But then I listened to it and it seemed like like the guitar didn't sound right. And this is just going to be so much work. It was meant to be in front of a lot. You know what I mean? So it was finished. Yeah. That That's just the whole sentiment. He goes, oh, this is the actual this song's finished. Ah, there's, there's so many things I could do with it, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, this is a song that could always be different and better. And you know what I mean? There's just so many pieces there's like a queen guitar solo there's <laughs> there's all kinds of insane stuff in there's this very long instrumental breaks there yeah it's yeah uh, it's got a lot of stuff going on um the last time the song was played live was september the 7th 2016 in philadelphia pennsylvania which is towards the end of the third leg of the uh, american river tour in 2016 um so beginning in at, at the show that i saw him at, at in uh, in the meadowlands when he started doing a lot of like the legacy stuff, like long stretches, uh, like from full albums from earlier on in his career, because he was about to promote the book. Uh, he was doing a lot of stuff from like specific albums and, and specific sessions. And so this song, he did it one time on that tour and it was in Philadelphia and he was doing a big string of songs from the E street shuffle section. So on the set list, if you look at the set list, it goes Kitty's back E street shuffle incident on 57th street, Rosalita, the fever, and then Thundercrack. Like all in a row, like he let you base you basically with a couple of exceptions, you pretty much got the E Street Shuffle album at that point, you know, and the outtakes. Yeah, any more basic facts? 
no, I not really. Want talk a little bit about the music? Well, I mean, you already sort of mentioned a little bit, but it's. I mean, I realize like talk about the music of this song is bonkers because there's a lot. So anyway, go ahead. Super bonkers. So it starts off like all trouble. In fact, I uh, having known this song, like check my speakers last night when I was just like prepping, making sure all my notes are right and stuff. Um, but it's just group vocals, very trebly. Her brains, they rattled. Her bones, they shake. And then you like this like funky, like nasty little electric guitar and vocals. Um, they're still super trebly, and they end with some bass harmonies. Like the uh, the vocal harmonies come in super bassy there. Probably Clarence. And then the uh, guitar cleans up, plays this sweet little riff, accompanied by some super high keys and this super soulful organ. And then we get these groups, sha-na-na-na-na's, o-o-o's. And then just when you're really reaching for that bass knob on your stereo to be like, is everything okay? Bruce says thundercrack. We get a snare hit. Vinny hits a snare. The bass rolls in. And it actually like really grooves. It really grooves. Everybody comes in right there. Um, and there's just like some really nice guitar noodles underneath everything. And Bruce is doing his, his early hip cat, you know, soul guy timbre yeah. for his melodies. And it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's, uh, there's no, like, there's not a better word. It's cool. It's just cool hit cat. Uh, and the piano really carries us from verse, of course. It really, uh, carries us. And, um, right there at the end of the, I don't know, this song doesn't have a normal construction. No, uh, it does not. <laughs> the second verse, I guess, there's like this round and round and round, and they, they don't they don't sing it in a round, um, but they sing it in a way that almost feels like an actual wheel. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then the piano after that is just super lights out. The guitar is super groovy. Sax comes in at three minutes while everybody's singing low. The sax is just killing it right here. And then the guitar comes up under the sax with this like almost matching the sax tone, like right at three thirty seven, and does this weird sort of. Um, queen kind of sound and guitar solo which i was talking about earlier super weird and cool um but it's also really groovy it's it's almost atonal for a second and then it gets super groovy it's not that impressive uh from like a technical standpoint but man he just really nails it and then uh, and he really matches that sax tone for a second so it, you don't realize that it's a sax to guitar handoff for a second it feels sort of all one um, if I saw this, if I saw a band doing this in a bar, I would lose my mind. Like if I was eating dinner with my family, I would get up, I would just get up and start dancing. Yeah. Th- this is, uh, this is an this impressive, song is, is a yeah. killer bar. I would love to see this song live. Have you, have you watched video of him doing this live? Uh, it's awesome. It's yeah. so much but fun. I, I want to be in the room. You yes. Know? Yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, you have to have been in Philadelphia in 2016, in September, to uh, to have heard it at its most recent performance. Which I wish I had been. Oh. That would have been amazing. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, what else? I realize, like musically, this song is. I mean, it is layer upon layer of interesting stuff. So, like, what's the time signature here? I think it's four four. We're at four four. Yeah. The whole yeah. way through. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't picked anything out specifically, but yeah, it's it's all four four, if not mostly. I will say that the guitar work is undermixed, not in a bad way. Just you don't hear it 
out like a like most bands that were doing this kind of guitar work who had the guitar way higher. And yeah. it's really cool to hear like humble guitar work. Um, and the sax is awesome at the end. It's like eight minutes of just jamming. That, that's an interesting thing about Bruce in general, right? Like usually for for a guy who became known at the on the Jersey Shore as like one of the great guitar players, he really undermixes his guitar. Except, I mean, with a couple of exceptions, like Adam raised the cane, you know. But like, yeah, most of the time Bruce is not super guitar forward. Like it's it's good guitar work, but he's not like he's not throwing all of his eggs into the guitar basket. He's not right. It's sex first for sure in yeah. most songs. Well, it's sax, it's uh, piano, it's um, well, and and guitar as like sort of a support instrument, and and not always as the front instrument. Well, I think little Steven on Twitter recently, someone asked like who was doing the solo here, and little Steven was like, "Oh, yeah, Bruce does all the solos on the albums in the studio." Interesting. Yeah. Well, do you want to? How much can a guy tweet? He tweets a bunch. Holy. Jeez. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we do lyrics? You know, for the sake of good radio. And um, and if you find it, let me know. Hang on. I think I found it. All right. So uh, Jersey Turp tweeted at Stephen Van Zandt. I've often wondered who played the solos. So mainly Bruce? Question mark. Did he give any to the session musicians? My favorite live solo is really a duet with you and Bruce on Saint the City. And Stevie Van Zant on Twitter says it's all Bruce, no session guys. He's always been a very good guitar player. And then he, a few people, you know, asked for some justifications, like some clarifications later. And he's, you know, somebody says, like he credits Nils with one later, like on Tunnel of Love, and he he claims one later on Murder Incorporated too. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he says that Bruce does most of the solos. Huh. So yeah, they're killer. That's awesome. Cool. All right. Well, then uh, let's get into lyrics here. Um, All right, man. Take it away. Not that it's going to tell us a whole lot. Remember how like beautifully poetic Thunder Road was and how it told a story and painted a picture and how you really understood sort of what was going on the whole time we were listening to it? Yeah. That's not this so song. Thunder Road takes its, its sort of like it's um, the sensibility of its pacing from this record, but it does not take the sensibility of its narrative structure from this record. I don't think it takes either. Like the the pacing of Thunder, like we talked about before, like the pacing of Thunder Road is very tight. Like John Landau, well, it's tight. That song, no, there. but I'm saying like his his uh, timbre is very like this cool hip cat. Well, yeah, I mean, well, the thing, yeah, just the thing about uses actual words and phrases that make sense. Yeah, the, the, in Thunder Road, the thing about this song or this the this song and the the album that the song was recorded for is it's very loose it's it's in no hurry at all and there is like lyrically it, it's really more about the feeling you get than the story it's telling and so you're gonna you're gonna find that to be the case here in just a yeah. second so um out the hard way yeah so here here it goes here are the lyrics to thundercrack her brains they rattle and her bones they shake oh she's an angel from the inner lake her brains they rattle and her bones they shake oh she's an angel from the inner lake don't dance with her henry don't you dance with her, Jake. Her brains, they rattle, and her bones, they shake. Oh, she's an angel from the inner lake. She gives me all the loving that a good man can take. Her brains, they rattle, and her bones, they shake. Oh, she's an angel from the inner lake. Which, by the way, at this point, you're, like, hypnotized, right? Like, this is like a mantra, um, which I would love. It. Yeah. If somebody out there and, meditates, and please like tell me. Weird, it's a weird intro. I, I would love for it to maybe not exist. 
well, in this song. And that's the thing. It's not even really part of the song proper. It is an intro. It's like the pre-song. It's like, you know, in a lot of like hip-hop albums, there's like a little skit before a lot of the songs. Yeah. That's it, what this is. It's almost a little bit like that, right? It's almost like if you're listening to a Jay-Z album, the guy doing the, yeah. the accent or the uh, the voice, and it's like people planning a meetup somewhere or something like that. That's that's what this is. So um, I guess. I don't really know. Anyway, so then it goes out of that into sha-na-na-na-na-na-na-oh-oh-oh. And then the song finally starts well into what is like the, what, the second minute of the song. Um, yeah, yeah. For sure. So then it just sort of like pop, snare drum, and then uh, Bruce starts to sing, Thundercrack, baby's back. This time she'll tell me how she really feels. Bring me down to the lightning shack, to her lightning shack. You can watch my partner reeling. She moves up, she moves back. Out on the floor, there's just no one cleaner. She does this thing she she calls the jump back jack. She's got the heart of a ballerina. So, uh... There's a girl. There's a girl, they're dancing, and she's... <laughs> Uh, she's, she's a cool. she's a noticeable dancer. She she has she has yeah. dance moves that she's created. One of them is called the jump back jack, and, and she's uh, got her own place that she likes to dance. Yeah, and I in love her lightning shack. I love the line. <laughs> she's got the heart of a ballerina, which is like she might not move like a ballerina, but in her mind, in her heart, she believes she moves like a ballerina. Which, by the way, I have a six year old yeah. daughter who dances, and she takes uh, she takes dance class, and she can dance like a ballerina but often she chooses to dance like a rock star and um even though like in her mind like in her mind she is doing these very grand broad beautiful dances while what she's you know she's kind of flailing a little bit but she's got the heart of a ballerina but that said i love watching yeah. my daughter dance so she's got the heart of a ballerina they did a they did a video uh yearbook for the the class that graduated high school before me and my friend, uh, Jordan, she's like this classically trained ballerina, just brilliant ballet dancer. And she was just like a talent show or whatever it was. There's this video of her on stage just doing this beautiful, like, you know, just like nobody in high school in Mississippi is doing ballet like this. But they had just clipped from the band that was playing before her, which is like this super screamo metal band. <laughs> And they kept the music through it. <laughs> and it was sort of the opposite of what you're talking about right now. Where mm-hmm. She was not rock and roll at all, but the music was. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that. Well, man, it, it, it goes to the, the idea of sometimes people are dancing. Yeah. And what they sometimes think they look like is not what they look like. happening. <laughs> yeah. oh, she was so mad when she watched that video. <laughs> She's doing the jump back jack. Um, all right. Well, then the next uh, verse would have would have uh, facilitated. Yeah. All right. Then the next verse says, "Straight from the Bronx, huge off the line. Still she slides, she slops, she bops, she bumps, she grinds. Even then, even them dance hall hacks from the West. So, from, I'm sorry. Even them dance hall wet wet. Jeez. Even them dance hall hacks from the West side of the track move in close to catch her timing. She moves up. She moves back out on the floor. There's just no one cleaner. She does this thing. She calls the jump back Jack. She's got the heart of a ballerina. And then it goes into another, like, I, I don't know. We could call this the bridge. Sure. Why not? Um, yeah. It's a bridge of sorts. It's a bri- It's bridgish. And then it says, uh, yeah. Oh, she ain't no little girl. She ain't got no curls. Her hair ain't brown and her eyes ain't either. Round and round and round and round. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and then the band sings round and round and round and round, sort of round and around. Round and round and 
Yeah. Um, apropos of nothing. And then uh, then it says, my heart's wood, she's a carpenter, which I think is probably the best line in the song. My heart's wood, she's a carpenter, she's yeah. an angel in the night. What she does is all right. Dance with me, partner. So the whole song is about dancing. It's about going out dancing yeah. with this girl, and she's got her own thing going, and he just likes being with her. Um, yeah, there's no more. There's all the lyrics from here on out are the same. Yeah, so it's. I mean, it's a dance song, which is exactly what Bruce constructed it to be. So then there's a long. I uh, I feel bad. Like the last couple of songs that you've had to read the lyrics for are not as impactful as the last few that I've had to read for. Well, yeah, I'm you sorry. You read Thunder Road, and I read this little yeah. light of mine and Thunder Crack. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. Sorry, man. man. It's it's the luck of the draw. So uh, anyway, so th- this one is Thundercrack, baby's back. So Clarence comes in for a minute. Then it says, oh, "I love that." Me baby's too. Baby's back. That's cool because all the baby's instruments have back. dropped out. Then it says, "This time she'll tell me how she really feels." Brings me down to her lightning shack. You can watch my partner reeling. She moves up. She moves back. Out on the fourth floor, there's just no one cleaner. She does this thing. She calls the jump back jack. She's got a, the heart of a ballerina. And then she and a little girl. And really, there we've read it all. I mean, and then it goes into the round and round and yeah, round and round a lot. And then my heart's wish she's a carpenter. Then dance with me, partner, all night, all night, all night, all night. And then that's it. And then all just time. instruments until until everybody just like collapses into a heap on the floor. Till the bar shuts down. Yeah, because the song is still playing. This is this is the song that uh, Ben Stiller's like uh, sketch about. Mopping the floors, watching Bruce Springsteen for the first time. <laughs> yeah, where he uh, he comes in, he plays for four and a half hours, and then he cleans the floors <laughs> afterwards. This is the song that that's based on. Yeah, probably right. So, uh, uh, so yeah, it's got a lot of that ni- that classic nineteen seventy three Springsteen lyrical fluidity. Some people might call it nonsense, um, but I don't know. It's I, it really is more about the feeling that it gives you than than anything else. And so the the point of the song is not the story. We're not we're not here. It's not, it's not Thunder Road. We're not we're not meeting characters. We're not learning anything new. What we know here is that there's this girl. She loves to dance. She doesn't really care that much about how she looks while she's dancing. But God, she really loves to dance, and that's it. This is sort of like a Red Hot Chili Peppers situation, but with a little <laughs> bit more narrative. I reject the premise of that statement. <laughs> but uh, I will say the melody is killer and the harmonies is, yeah. on the round and round are awesome um so like the vocal portion of the song is not to be ignored it is just that the lyrics don't really mean anything yeah um yeah they're they're yeah they, they, and they don't really need to i don't think bruce is attempting for them and and the thing is like during these these are the song sessions like it's not like bruce has like given up good lyrics or like or interesting stories like th- these are the sessions that came that brought us new york city serenade and incident on 57th street and sandy yeah. like he's got it in him it's just like he also has this mode he's trying to go to where he's like yeah in, in, like but also i want people at my shows to have a crazy good time and i want people to unleash and dance their 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 entire asses off and so that's that's what well, and this song is about dancing because it's about a, a girl he knows who likes to dance yeah, because he wants everybody to dance. He wants to close the bar down. He wants this is him shutting the bar down. Yeah, and that's right. making their tips and making sure that everybody tips the bartender and gets one last drink. That's what this song's all about. And it's eight minutes of that. And I'm sure live, it's longer. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure live. It's fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's it's not it's not uh, Kitty's back days. long, but it's long. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, early days. I'm one hundred percent sure it was fifteen minutes uh, at least once. How many uh, angels from the interstate do you the song? <laughs> you mean the inner lake? Inner lake. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, I give it four. How about you? I give it four. I love this song. It's fun. I, I would really enjoy singing this song live. 
I'm wild about the song. Yeah, I, I would love to see it live. Yeah, it's it it is a fun song. And I, and I love the harmony at the very beginning, like the, at the very end of "Oh, She's an Angel from the Inner Lake." It, that harmony right there, yeah, sounds like an old family folk song from like a family from West Virginia. It you does. Know? I'm, I'm with oh, you. Oh, she's on... a family from the Inner Lake. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I am kind of with you though. I do wish that part would end a little sooner so we could get into the song. Like by the time that that part is over, I'm like, okay. Like really, that part may be the thing that keeps the song from being a five for me. Because like I don't know, I, I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready for the song to be. I'm surprised you were so high on this, and I'm surprised that like so little would have to change for you to make it a five. Yeah, well, I mean, it, yeah. If it was a little bit tighter, I and and if that part was, I don't even want that part to be gone. I just, I, I would just like it to be a little bit shorter, just because, like, like I said, I'm I'm done with it before yeah. it's over. Um, but no, and what's I'm I, just saying, like, I'm surprised that it's so high for you. Like, this feels like very much a like Rob Two JB Five song. You know what I'm saying? Oh no, I mean, you say that. It doesn't feel like both of us come in at four. Dude, I'm the guy that gave Bishop Dance to four. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. that. That's weird. I and I, I stand by that. I like. I really like Bishop Dance, but uh, Thunder. Yeah, Thundercrack was the first song. I, like upon getting the box set tracks, which is overwhelming. Like if you if you go out and buy tracks because you're trying to become a real Bruce Springsteen fan, and you feel like, well, I got to be a completist. I got to have tracks, and you bring it home, and there's 66 yeah. songs on this thing, and you're like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? And where do I even start? Yeah, that's that's, that's a daunting project. Here? This was this was the first song on tracks that I thought, oh hey, I, I like this. This is good because it, it's a lot to take in and it's hard to sort of em, like embrace any of it at first. And this is the first one that I that I heard and I, and I really really did sort of have like a a connection with. So um, so it does yeah. sort of hold a special place in my heart because it was it was the thing that made tracks feel doable <laughs> for me as a as a listener. So um, it that that like even it's though a killer it was, song even it though it was eight and a half minutes killer long, song crazy yeah it is a good song and again like the the live I I I would love to hear this song live just for the just the sheer experience of the whole thing so uh, yeah man yeah. this was a fun one I I'm, I'm glad this is a good sort of palate cleanser out of Thunder Road because Thunder Road it was hard to follow Thunder Road quite frankly and so it's good that we were able to sort yeah. of come out of it with something so different and yet also very enjoyable so so that's what. Uh, Absolutely. So that's uh, that's good. Th- that was Thundercrack. So the next time uh, we are in the feed, we'll be talking about the song Tomorrow Never Knows. So will we like the song? Tomorrow Never Knows. Who knows? Tune in to find Tomorrow out. Sure doesn't. Yeah. Hey, and if you like the show, mm-hmm. uh, go over to patreon.com slash Springsteen to support the show. We give half of all contributions to No Kid Hungry, and um, there's various levels of participation from getting the newsletter to being a part of our Slack channel and talking to both of us to um, coming on the show. Getting a nickname. So, uh, and we'll give you a nickname, nickname on, the, on the show. It's been a while since uh, we gave it a nickname. Level. And also, all of our... Yeah, we got a couple coming up. We have a couple coming up. There are two of you, specifically three of you actually, who have recently subscribed. It's in the works. It's happening. Cool. Promise you. Cool. Um, and um, five dollar and up, you get all access to all the archives on your own podcast. Uh, catch your private link. So um, if you are wanting to go back and listen to episodes more than 100 episodes ago, but you can't because Squarespace and iTunes don't talk to each other, then uh, you can do that by being a Patreon subscriber. Um, it will it will download right to your phone 
and it'll be dope. So uh, do that and uh, alphabeticalspringsteam.com. Click on the shop button. We got a new t-shirt coming up. And uh, if you don't want to do any of those things, but you like the show, you can give us a review, a five-star review, preferably. Tunes. That's how other folks uh, find out about the show. So. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Yep. See you next time for <laughs> Tomorrow Never Knows. <laughs>